0: Hey guys, welcome back to Clamps Talks, proudly proudly presented by Unc Entertainment. Um, hope you guys are doing good on this Wednesday. It's still a little pretty chilly out there, but I mean, at least the roads are clearing up, which is pretty good. I mean, like so I'll get my lift, my lift drivers are getting to me faster. <laughs> um, so uh today, 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 today I want to tackle some social issues. Um, I love social issues. I love having starting the conversations about them because I mean, everybody has their opinion. You know, and um so today I want to talk about the American welfare system um there's an article I found from October seventh two thousand nineteen um oh, it's um it's from a studies group um studies website or whatever uh you know statistics and stuff like that or whatever so I'm gonna read that and then I'm gonna give you guys my spin of course, put the clamps on how I feel about um welfare system and poverty and stuff like that so thanks for sticking with me guys. be right back. okay. we're back with the first segment, the article. The article is named "Family Breakdown in the American Welfare System." It's by Willow, Willis Crumholtz. All right, here we go. Let's get right into it. Too many American children experience the hurt from being bond from break from broken bonds at an early age. About 35% of American adolescents live without one of their parents, and around 40% of I mean, around 40% of American children are born outside of marriage. Although these kids' parents are usually in a relationship or even cohabiting at birth, mom and dad often break up while their child is still young. Of course, if the biological parents of a child split up, the child in question will usually continue to reside with the mother. And although many of these children continue to have close relationships with their father, Mm -hmm. this is the exception and not the rule, especially when it comes to children whose parents were never married in the first place. In other words, the problem of broken families is interchangeable with fatherlessness. Simply put, father absence is is now a widespread phenomenon of children who have no close relationships with or even knowledge of their biological father only nine percent of children were raised without their father in nineteen sixty yet today a quarter of America's children are raised without their father. The coincidences are far from benign <clears throat> family structure and poverty poverty first family breakdown fuels poverty on average high school dropouts who are who are married have a far fewer a far lower poverty rate than do single parents with several years of college, but family structure has the biggest impact on children. According to Raj Chetty, the preeminent, the preeminent, uh, preeminent researcher on the topic of social mo- mobility, having fathers in the neighborhood is a primary factor in predicting upward income mobility for the children in that neighborhood later in life. Even when controlling for other variables, such as the, available, the availability of schools, race, and ethnicity. ethnicity. In part, that's because family structure influences the choices that children will make. Controlling for race and parental income, boys raised without their father are much more likely to, do, to use drugs, engage in violent or criminal behavior, go to jail, and drop out of school. Girls, meanwhile, are more likely to engage in early sexual activity or have children out of wedlock. Children without a father in the home are even more likely to suffer from mental health problems as adults. Roy Bazarum and Tony Tierney's book, Willpower, detains, uh, details a psychological test where children can either receive a, a small prize right away or receive a large, more valuable prize 10 days later it will f- if they forego the small prize. In mass, children without a father in the home settle for the initial prize. While children with a father in their home were more willing to wait for the larger prize, research by David Alter and David Fulgro studied studied and rejected the this the idea that these effects are mainly due to dangerous neighborhoods or poor schools. They concluded that neighborhoods and schools are such in, are less important than the direct effect on family structure itself. Family breakdown is class based. Family breakdown is extremely important if we care about our child's social mobility. The average child does best with married married parents and more more significantly with their biological father residing in the home. Yet America's poor children have relatively few few involvement or, or present fathers. That's because the vast majority of America's overall marriage declined and concentrated among poor and working class Americans, leading to a quote unquote marriage divide based on class. As marriage rates fractured among America's poor and working class, the institutions have remained resilient among America's better off who still marry at rates similar to those 50 years ago. And the collapse of marriage among the working class has coincided with a sharp increase of out-of-wetlock births, often to cohabitating parents, because people see marriage as an ideal but unobtainable yet still desire children. Welfare may, may have played a role. It is important to realize that that things weren't always so. The black American family provides a stark example. From 1890 to 1950, black women had a higher marriage rate than white women. And in 1950, just 7% of black children lived without their fathers. By 1960, black marriage rate had declined but remained close to the white marriage rates. In other words, despite open racism and widespread poverty, strong black families used to be the norm. By the mid-80s, black fatherlessness skyrocketed. Today, only 44% of black children have a father in the home. In unison, the rate of black out of wedlock births went from 24.5% in 1964 to 70.7% by 1994, roughly where it stands today. One contributor to family breakdown, which soon spread to poor and working-class white families, may have been welfare expansion. Cash welfare in meager form... Existed since <clears throat> has existed since 1935, and some welfare expansion took place during the Kennedy administration. But under Johnson's Great Society, which began in 1964, benefits became sustainably more generous and came under greater control of the federal government. In the words of Harvard's Paul Peterson, some programs actively discouraged marriage because welfare assistance went to the mothers so long as no male was boarding in the household. Uh, marriage to employed marriage to an un to an employed, even one earning minimum wage, placed a risk at mother's economic well being. Infamous with man in the house rules meant that welfare workers would randomly appear at the homes to check and see if a mother was accurately reporting her family status. The benefits available were extremely generous, according to Peterson. It was estimated that in nineteen seventy five a household household head would have to earn twenty thousand dollars a year to have more resources than could be obtained with the Great Society program. In today's dollars, that's over $90,000 per year in earnings. That may be a re- that may be a reason why in 1964, only 7% of American children were born out of wedlock compared to 40% today, as Jason Riley has noted. The government paid mothers to keep fathers out of the home and paid them well, identifying welfare as a contributor along with with shifts in labor market due to due to D de- industrialization explains why fatherlessness has spread as it has. For example, racial differences in marriage rates may be larger, may be largely due to racial income disparities, which lead to a stiffer marriage penalties for black adults. And Today, many means-tested programs which into the working class and lower middle class, which corresponds with a decline in marriage among these groups. In today's America, four in 10 families with children receive support, for at least one means-tested transfer program. One study found that almost a third of Americans said that they personally know someone who choose to not marry due to the fear of losing a benefit. Time to reform. State policymakers on both sides, both, both the left and right, who are concerned with the declining social mobility and the state of our children should pursue compassionate reform. This includes reducing marriage penalties and welfare programs. A specific example of what state-led welfare reform could look like could look like will be discussed uh, in a uh, sub, uh, subsequent article. One, according to author Phil okay, that's a weird fucking name. Boys especially struggle without a father in the home. This is because, according to Wall Street Journal's William A. Galston, discussing Arthur Arthur and Philogos research boys problems are much more behavioral than cognitive for example truancy and classroom disciplinary issues led to suspensions which play the larger largest role in expanding the boy girl high school generation gap I mean graduation gap but the presence of fathers in the household substantially reduced the gaps between boys and girls in abscesses and suspensions it turns it turns out that the boys need fathers as well as mothers Even more than girls do, and suffer even more when the fathers are absent from their lives. Number two. According to W. Bradford Wilcox, Chris Gerdston, the effects of marriage penalties on economic mobility, poverty, and family formation. That is a book forthcoming in 2019. Okay. I got a little off topic on that one because, um, at the end of the article was some weird ass shit, but, um, yeah, so that's the article, take that in for a second and I'm going to put my little spin on it, my little, you know, my two cents, my clamps on them coming right back. Thanks guys. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I got this idea to do this, um, this podcast a few days ago or whatever, because i really enjoyed talking, as, as I said before, I really enjoyed talking about social issues. Let me give you a bit of a backstory on my, on my life. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom was a single parent. Um, my father was present, but, you know, not financially present. Um, my bro- older brother and sister's fathers were pretty much the same way, if not less. Um, so my mother raised us from my early age. You know, we lived in, you know, subsidized government, you know, assistant living. You uh, We had food stamps, welfare, that kind of thing. You know, what I mean, we, you know, we grew up with that. That's how my life was when I was a kid, when I was like before I was eight years old. Um, so we live in this place in Cincinnati called The Fae. If you're from The Natty, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you've ever been to The Natty, you know what I'm talking about. The Fae, which is a whole bunch of, you know, what you call it, as they call it, projects or whatever, but it ain't projects, like tall building projects. It's just a whole, a whole three or four square mile area of just government subsidized apartments and townhouses. So like, you know, it ain't nothing but crime, poverty, and, and, and drugs, you know, so, when I was um at somewhere between four and five years old, we moved to this place called the Posseana in Cincinnati. Posseana, if you know what that is, that's in Avondale, 3522 Redden Road, apartment 13. My cousin Whitley lived downstairs in apartment eight, so you could hear us upstairs. Um, but that was a nor- Another thing, too, another place like that, just a gigantic apartment building with you know um you know welfare assisted living, uh food stamps and all that stuff. The building the building itself was was atrociously dirty. I'm talking like just you know, people pissing in the hallways, and shitting in the hallways, and stuff, like, it was so bad, we weren't even allowed to go outside, like, except to go to school, or unless we were walking, my mom was sending us right, right next to, right next door, to to Walgreens, or something, because that's where my mom worked at, my mom worked at Walgreens when I was a kid, so we'd go right over there, but we didn't go nowhere, besides school and home, um, but that was that, then when my mom, when I was, um, seven and a half, eight years old, somewhere around there, my mom went back to school, and spent eleven eleven months, damn near a year, in school to become a licensed practical nurse, became an LPN. And after that, we started moving every few years, like every year and a half or whatever. But everywhere we moved, we moved to a better place in a better neighborhood, further and further away from the inner city. You know, we went from a, a two a, a two a three bedroom apartment in Pasadena to an apartment out in North College Hill, which is a you know a suburb out there or whatever. It's kind of like I would say it's kind of like Gehanna, you know, from here. Then um, I wouldn't say Gehanna. It's like just like that or whatever. Then um, after that, we moved to a house in Price Hill, which is kind of an urban area itself. But you know, what I mean, we had a house. You know, my mom wanted us to have a home. You know, a pretty big house or whatever. We lived there for a while. Uh, and then right before I moved up here in 2000, in 2001, we moved to Mount Healthy, which is that's like Westerville, Columbus. You know, what I mean, like suburb, kind of out of the way, out of the inner city. I mean, quiet. You know, don't worry about shit or whatever. We lived out there. So the point I'm making is is that you know I, I came from this, but my mom took us my mom took me and my um my my brother and sister out of this, and my mom's lead in general you know uh prompted and sparked a lot of my other aunts and females in my family to go to nursing school you know what i mean so uh with that being said, it's giving you guys a little background about me or whatever um let me um hmm yeah i'm gonna do another i'm gonna do another um another segment. So, be right back. Okay. Now, my thoughts on welfare. Um first of all, l- let me be very straightforward. Welfare is not supposed was not supposed to be a fucking lifestyle. Like I I it it, it I think that it has done a lot more damage than good. Um personally, especially in the black communities. There are, statistically, as they say now, there are more white people on welfare than black, but there's a smaller number of black people to start with. You know what I mean? So let's 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 just get that out the way. Um, I've seen people who literally have generations of of welfare. You know what I mean? Like, you got a parent that has some daughters or whatever, no dad in the house, you know, or whatever, and then you got these little girls getting pregnant at 17, 16, 17 years old, and then starting to cycle all over again. You know what I mean? Like, in it, it to, to me, it, it's disgusting because it shows you how people... Have gotten so lazy at some points and gotten so used to being quote unquote mediocre, just getting by. You know what I mean? That they would do that, not only do that, but instill that in their children to continue this. So like that shit to me is is, is crazy, especially in in the black community. You know what I mean? In the and it's like it. Um, as I said, welfare supposed wasn't supposed to be a fucking lifestyle, but as they said, as I agree with the these the, the benefits people were getting were extremely generous. You know what I mean? If you can live and not have to work and not have no father in your home, you know, because single black mothers think that we can do it all on our own, which I'm not saying that they can't, but statistically, it ends up a problem. Statistically, your children end up in jail, you know what I'm saying? Or any single parent, maybe black or white, single mother, you can't do both. You can't be out there working and trying to take care of your kids, watching what your kids do all the time. You know what I mean? Just like I said here, the the the, the boys need their fathers, especially girls do too. So what I'm saying is, is that, you know, they think that they can do this all by themselves, so they don't want to lose their benefits. So no, I'm not gonna have a dad in the house or whatever, because I gotta keep my money. I can get, I can live for free, rent free. I can get food stamps, and I can get some cash, four, five hundred dollars cash every every month. You know what I'm saying? Like put it in my pocket or whatever. Fuck it, why do anything? To me, that mindset is atrocious. You know, and some people say, well, there's so many other situations, whatever. Sometimes people can't get out of that. Yes, you can. My mom did. My mom did with three fucking kids. Literally with three fucking kids. My mom turned that shit around. So it's it's definitely possible. My Aunt Tracy did this, you know what I'm saying? With two kids. You know what I mean? I've seen parents do this. I have seen strong mothers, not just black, but strong mothers, single parent mothers, turn their shit all the way around and get the fuck out of this 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 is this, this, this cycle of poverty and, and dissolence. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it to me it it is saddening. I hate going to urban inner city neighborhoods and you see that and you see the literal mindset of that these people know they ain't going nowhere because they don't want to go nowhere. It's like, oh well, you know, hell, I'm about to get on the welfare, you know what I'm saying? Shit. You know what I mean and then you got you got you got generation X and parents spawning off generation Y kids. Then generation Y kids are having kids at younger ages, younger ages, fuck, and then they just starting to cycle, like I said, starting to cycle over again. So with their Gen Z kids they're having you feel me while they're at 15 16 years old that's the life they all like they know is is straight poverty 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 and fatherlessness you know what i mean to, to, to me to me it now i will i will definitely say or whatever the government plays a role in this with, with social with, uh, with with welfare and food stamps and all that stuff but it starts at home it starts in your home literally like, you know, so it starts with the low marriage rates. It starts with families breaking up. It starts with children out of wedlock. I don't really like using that phrase, so I'm not really religious, but it starts with people having children, you know what I mean, getting not, not using protection, getting knocked up by people who ain't financially stable, and you're not financially stable or whatever, you kids. Know what it starts at home, but it, start, it, it But it's a pattern. It's a pattern because that's what generations saw before them. That's what they grew up in, in that their mom having kids at young ages, their mom struggling, their mom getting a welfare or whatever, they don't, they, they can't, their brain can't fathom, you feel me, a, a world outside of that. Now, they do, they, they see a world outside of that as far as monetary goes, as far as, obj, you know, objects go, you feel me, it's like, oh shit, I can get that fucking nice purse, I can get this little whip and put rims on it, but I, but, but getting out the hood, I, I, I don't know about that, you know what I'm saying, so, um, like I said, it starts at home because when you, if it's one thing that if you're in a situation like that and you're, 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 you're doing your best to get by, but you have to teach your children that they need, that they should want more than this. They should want better than this. But you also have parents, you also have some parents that are encouraging their teenage daughters to get pregnant because they can put their children on the welfare too and get more money. I'm already getting welfare check for you. You feel me? I got it. You got a kid. they gonna give me more fucking money now. That, to me that's crazy it, it's not even it, i used to think it's defrauding the government it really ain't because they got fucking money to spend anyway but you you you're defrauding yourself you you're, you're taking away your your you know what I'm saying your ability to 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 want to grow and you're teaching your children that like and that's to me that's insane especially over the past 50 years we've seen that especially in the African American community you see a lack of of of, of fathers because may it be because they're in prison or or whatever, but that all starts at home too. You know what I mean? People talk about the prison industrial complex. Yeah, I understand that. You know, minorities are or three or four times more likely to get heavier sentences and higher cash bonds and stuff like that in in our in our penal system, in our judicial system. Very very apparent, yes. But it starts at home. You had to make that. That child's upbringing in general, that way for him to believe that it's okay and he needs to go out, maim, rob, and do whatever violent crime. It starts at home and it starts with a father not being there. So you got a whole. When you mix all this, when you got mothers wanting to stay on welfare, you got fathers not wanting to be there, and fathers getting pushed out. The ones that want to be there getting pushed out so that so does mother don't lose her money and the government just being straight okay with this, you have a recipe for broken fucking families, a generation of broken families, and and then on top of that, I grew up, I grew up in a generation of broken families, and now we're having, I see it starting all over again, the cycle still returning, you know what I mean, like, and, you know, it, it, it's sad to me, in any race, no matter black, white, Hispanic, whatever, it's sad to see that, so, like, um, I don't think that, I think reform, yes, is definitely needed, I don't know exactly what needs to be needed. I person, I have my own ideas, but you know, I'm not an economist, you know, like or whatever. I study economy a lot, and I study, you know, the effects on stuff or whatever. Give me one second, guys. So, yeah, give me one. Sorry about that little gap, guys. I had to go let the maintenance guy in. But um, yeah. So I know I'm not an economist. I read about about the economy a lot. And I read about, especially read a lot about the African-American families and the struggles that they have or whatever. But I also read about the poverty, poverty in general in our country. Because, I mean, the poverty gap is, it's is, is gotten so much bigger now. It's huge now. You know what I mean? So, and then this is what people think they need to rely on this government to give them what they, what they need or whatever. But, so, like I was saying, reform needs to definitely happen. I personally think that if you are going to be on some government assistance, you need to be drug tested. You need to have a drug test every few months or something like that to make sure what you, you know' what, I mean, what you're doing you there there needs to be more more overhead on where this money's being dispersed you know what I mean because when you just and I'm not just saying that because well one reason one thing I'm saying it one reason I'm saying this is because you're you're signing up for government assistance you're the government is handing you free money, you know what I mean like you should have to adhere to whatever the government is trying saying you need to do. And the government needs to have more programs to help build the families up. I don't, I don't know if it's vocational schools. I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Like, um, um, you know, uh, boys and girls clubs. I don't mentor programs for at-risk children. Something that the government should, should, should apply for that. So you don't have the same cycle happening over and over again. More and more people now are on welfare. You know what I mean? And it's just, to me, it's something I would never want to do. I would never want that. I would never want my child to be on that. No. You know what I mean? Like, no, we are not that. So also, what also needs to change, not just what the government needs to do, what needs to change with us as people, you know what I mean? We got to stop going out here and fucking whoever unprotected, you know what I'm saying? Because we think he going to stay, you know what I'm saying? And and having kids by people who ain't, who can't, who can't, uh, you know, literally who can't help you, you know? So, and I think that comes a lot to our, 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 our ladies out there who I'm going to speak directly to. Our ladies are Generation Y ladies, you know what I mean? You know, some of you may have grown up without a father or had other um, social issues in the family or whatever parental issues. But, you know, and I'm not saying that it's directly y'all fault for that, but y'all got to be more careful because it's easy to end up in the welfare system. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to you got to you got to scope out these dudes before, you, you know, what I mean, doing, you know, doing all that with them. You know, cause if he can't if he can't if he can't financially take care of himself, he shouldn't be getting some of the cookie. You know what I mean? That's just how I feel about it. You know, there's no romance without finance. You know, so that's my little that's my little preaching for today. No romance without finance. Um, but yeah, because that's where it all starts. It all starts with how we view ourselves and what we think that we're capable of in our and, and you know what we're capable of reaching, what we're capable of accomplishing. You know, so we need to teach more of our children, us as adults now are somewhere my my main audience is between twenty five and thirty four years old at this so the majority of people I'm talking to right now, you know what I'm saying like they can hear me right now. we're all in that age range. you feel me? We have to teach children you know what i mean T- teach children that this is not something that you want. you don't want to be on this rest of your life or whatever if they're on this if they're at risk you know it takes it it takes all of us to pitch in and help that or whatever you know, I think so. But as I said, you know, there's reform needs to be changed, needs to be changed. But a lot of things need to be changed socially, too, because, I mean, it ain't just it ain't just welfare that's causing these problems. It ain't just welfare that's causing father fatherlessness rates. It ain't just welfare that's causing young African-American and young Caucasian children to end up in jail. You know what I mean? Or end up murdered. You know what I mean? It ain't just that. It, again, it starts at home. It starts at home. I will say that emphatically about about my African-American um, race it definitely starts at home so yeah that's all i got to say about that guys i appreciate you guys listening so much i get to pick up the t-shirts tomorrow which is great so still inbox me if you want one let's be really I mean now inbox me and they'll be about 25 bucks 20 25 bucks i'll let you guys know whatever thanks you guys for listening and you have a great day